Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann. And today we're going to listen to part two of my interview with my good friend, Daniel. And in this interview, Daniel and I are going to be having a conversation about the Great Commission and how the Great Commission fits into the the larger storyline, the big picture storyline of scripture. And I just, I encourage every believer to get into the habit of reading the entire Bible, starting in Genesis straight through all the way through Revelation and then go back and just keep doing that over and over again and become familiar with the big picture storyline of scripture. It is so edifying and helpful to really grasp the the big picture story of what God is doing on the earth with human beings. It's so exciting. It's so encouraging. It, it, It imparts so much wisdom and strength into our lives that helps us make wise choices So I really encourage you to do that. And Daniel and I today are going to talk a little bit about that and uh, about the Great Commission and how it fits into that big picture story. So we'll get straight into the interview right after this message from our sponsor. I love what I'm just so happy about in this conversation. I love how you're tying in the Great Commission with the, the, the whole story of scripture, because it's really the great commission. It, it's, it, um, I don't see the great commission as the finish line, like the completion of the great commission. I don't see that as the finish line. I see that as a major milestone on the way to the finish line. But to me, the, the finish line is it's, it's the blessed hope. It's the return of, and of Jesus and the reign of Jesus in all the nations of the earth. Right. Um, but yeah, the completion of the Great Commission, you know, for that to happen, the, the gospel has to be preached um, in yeah. every nation. Um, so, yeah, I love how you're tying it into the bigger story. Yeah, and, and for me, that's a pretty recent uh, understanding. I know when I was first gripped with this passage, it was strictly there needs to be people in every, in every nation, every people group that hears the gospel. But at that point, I didn't understand both the return and rule and reign of Jesus on the earth. I didn't understand the significance of Israel. Um, you know, we're, we may look at Matthew 24, 14 of the gospel being preached to all creatures or all nations, and then the end will come. But the other condition is that the leaders of Jerusalem and Israel will say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and they'll welcome Jesus themselves. Yes. And so like you're saying that the great commission is a key component um, but it's also unto more than just that all nations would know him. It's actually unto that Israel would be provoked. Yes. Unto salvation. Because when the nations have all received the witness of Jesus, and there's a remnant of people that love him and follow him in every people group, and when the leaders of Jerusalem or Israel say, Jesus, we trust you, we love you as our Messiah, then he's going to be back to the earth there's a whole storyline there we won't get into but then he's going to come back um so this is i mean this even is we do this primarily because we love jesus we we do it because we love people and because we desire them to know him but at the end of the day it's ultimately because he's worthy and we affirm through encountering him, we affirm that he's worthy unto 
doing this. Um, I mean, he alone is worthy of the worship and the adoration and the affections of men's hearts. And so that at the end of the day is what we're after and what we're doing this for. Yes. Which is part of a eternal story that there, there was a significant beginning in the garden throughout Israel's history where he visited them as a bridegroom. He betrothed them to himself. And now we're still in that period waiting for the consummation of the wedding when he comes back under this eternal partnership. I mean, it's just, it has to be seen in context of where things are coming from and where they're going to so that it really makes sense and doesn't just become again, this vacuum or even this, this humanistic endeavor of thinking like, Oh, people are so worthy of us going and telling them about Jesus but in reality, we're doing this because he is worthy. Okay, so I get I'm 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 gonna chase this rabbit a little bit. <laughs> it's not really a rabbit. It, it's right on point, and I love it so much. And 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 my guess is that many of our listeners, like when we talk of Israel, the significance of Israel and God's plan for the the <laughs> the salvation of the nations. Yeah. And and when we talk about the return of Jesus, the blessed hope, the rule of Jesus on the earth. Um, my, my assumption is I could be wrong on this, that many of them, they've, they've not thought a lot about, even though those are major, not minor, major scriptural themes in the old and the new Testament. Um, I know for me, um, you know, I just, when I I first got saved, um, I'm a, a Gentile mostly. I don't know. I got, I just found out a few years ago, actually, that, uh, I, I am part Jewish. Really? Like, yeah. Like I've, I just found that out. Like, like my mom, her grandparents uh, were uh, Russian Jews that immigrated to the United States from Russia. And I'm like, really? Wow. I never heard this before. Wow. I'm like, this is awesome. I was so excited about that. <laughs> so I don't know how much of what I am, but uh, I was definitely raised in a Gentile context. So part of the, the, the original branch. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who knows? You know? And, but I, I came to the Lord and I was just like, yeah, revival. I want everybody from every nation, every people group to know Jesus and be full yeah. of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. I love that. And I'd hear a little bit sometimes about like, I didn't really get the whole Israel thing other than I'm like, yeah, I want Israel to get saved just like I want every nation to get right. saved. And, and I knew there was something special with them because, um, you know, Jesus is Jewish and it, you know, it was salvation came to us, the scriptures, everything that came through Israel. So, you know, I, I got that that was significant, but I didn't really understand very much his plan for Israel, but, um, and I'm going to get into that. I'll probably do a, a, I need to just do a whole podcast on that, to be honest with you. But I'll just, I just want to say this because we're kind of on it and it just fits in with the great commission in acts um, three verse 19, Peter is preaching to the Jewish people. And he, he understood this, like even the apostles, Jesus, they, they weren't just thinking of the great commission, getting the gospel, making disciples in the nations in a vacuum. Right. They were seeing it as tied to a bigger story of a major milestone unto getting Jesus to come back to the planet and establish his dominion in all the nations. So he actually, he says this to them and he understands the significance of when all Israel gets saved um, because Jesus, the prophecies in the old Testament, 
clearly when he comes back, he's going to sit on David's throne, which is the king of Israel. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be invited by the remnant, the surviving remnant of right. Israel, be our king. And uh, like you mentioned in Matthew 23. So Peter understands this and he says, repent then and turn to God. Listen to this. So that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. He's talking about like uh, uh, Jesus returning and restoring the earth. Yeah. And, and, and he, he continues, and that he may send the Christ. He's talking about the second coming. He's, he's not talking about the first coming of Jesus there, the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus, he must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything. That's what we talked about. As he promised long ago through the holy prophets. And then, then he continues. But I just, even in that passage, Peter is like preaching to the Jewish people. And he's like, let's get Jesus back. I mean, he just left, like, let's get him back here. And he knows what has to happen. The Jewish people have to repent and receive him right. as their king. And so um, he's like, come on, guys. Like, let's do this thing and hasten yeah. the day of the Lord, so to speak. So I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of that, that praying. Um, and I, I think that's a topic, too, that, I mean, we could get into that a little bit if you want. But I think it's good for Gentile people to understand the significance the, and the role of Israel in God's salvation plan for the nations. Yes. Um, because we, we, it's not going to happen without us. Right. We have to pray Israel into the fulfillment of God's calling on them. We right. have, they're not, the majority of, of the Jewish people are far from God right now. They're not in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And um, they're even religious Jews who don't acknowledge Jesus as the Messiah. They're, they're not in the kingdom of God. And we, we have to share the gospel with them. We have to pray for the salvation that God would open their eyes and to see yeah. the Messiah as Jesus and turn to him. So, um, Anyway, I'm kind of rambling on that right now, but no, what thoughts do you have? <laughs> let, me, let me throw in two things that are just stirring in me. I think because I grew up not knowing anything about Israel, I mean, growing up in the church, and I don't know if I was directly taught this, more, probably more indirectly, that the church has replaced Israel. <clears throat> and so I'm reading through the Old Testament, through the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, all of these, and I'm just reading every time I see Israel or Zion, I'm, I'm just saying the church. But I, I think at the end of the day, it really is an issue of, do we believe in the faithfulness of God's promises that they never change? Yes. And, and when, I, when I heard this message, I was so gripped that when God spoke to Abraham, when he was still Abram even, and he promised him that he would have um, a land and a yes. people that would be God's. And, and he reiterates that, especially with Moses and the Israelites after the, after they leave Egypt, that you will be for me an inheritance, my people, and I will be your God. But there was several times with Abraham and with Moses and with David, where he establishes a covenant and yes. he is the one establishing it saying, this is now an unchanging, everlasting covenant. I think most clearly with Abraham, we see where he promises him a land. And he says that um, like, this will never be broken. Yes. You will, for all generations, like this is going to be your land. You're going to have a people so that you can be a blessing to the earth. Absolutely. Um, and he doesn't change. Like if we read 
scripture thinking Israel's done and now it's all about the Gentile church, we actually are making a statement that God is unfaithful to his covenant and to his promise. Which if we're saying that, then we don't have a lot of hope <laughs> for ourselves. Right. Um, so, so I'm thinking that. Um, but I think the other thing is that it also is an issue of God's wisdom and his perfect leadership of the earth. Because I think for many believers, we think it's foolish to look at Israel and, and think that they're important any longer in the story of God. But when we do that, we're saying God doesn't know what he's doing and, and he's not able to do things the best. Like we have a, a better idea of what, how this should look. Um, but when you start to dig in and you realize those prophecies, especially like Zechariah mm -hmm. of the Lord building the temple in Jerusalem and, and the people of Israel strengthened in the time of great persecution from the Antichrist. And just when, when you see the storyline and you see how we're right there alongside of Jesus beckoning his chosen people, his chosen tribe Israel back to himself, everything just starts to fall into line, into order, which actually then allows us to know his heart at a deeper level. Yeah. When we agree with his purposes for Israel and the wisdom and the immutability of his promises to Abraham, to Isaac and Jacob, we're actually invited into that blessing that comes through blessing them. And, and it's, so it's, you know, Jesus, he's the Lord. It's, it's his plan. He has a clear end goal of what he's building in the earth, his kingdom yeah. in the earth. But he also has a clearly defined process that he has ordained in his sovereignty. He says, this is the process by which I am going to redeem all the nations and prepare the way for my son, for Jesus to return and rule the nations. And, and the, we see the process. It begins in the Old Testament after the fall. And, yeah. um, but then we see God makes a covenant with Abraham. And just what you refer to. And I, I just, I'll recommend a couple things to listeners. If you're curious and you want to hear more about these things, I'm so happy to search them out. But one, because it, these are really things that will, will bless you in an immense way to just yeah. grow an understanding. But I, I have a, um, a series that I preached at my church. It's on my YouTube page, Five State Revival. Um, and there's a playlist on God's covenant, the covenants of the Bible or something like that it's called. But I, I actually talk about this in more detail. You can study it there. There's also a book that I read. This is off the top of my head. It's by Asher Intrader is the author. And I think it's called Israel, the church and the last days. Um, this book was, is an excellent book to read, to just help wrap your mind around um, the significance of Israel, um, uh, the church, God's plan for the earth and nations at the end of the age. Um, yeah. All that. It was a super good book. So listeners who want to, check that out. You should, but I, I'll just I, like, so God's process for the salvation of the nations is he raises up Abraham and he says, through your descendants, I will bless all the nations of the earth. Yeah. And in that covenant, he says, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a specific piece of real estate. It's not just, don't worry somewhere in the earth. I'll make sure that there's a piece of land for you. And you're, he's like, no, it's this. He actually defines the boundaries. It's a, it's, it's right there. It's Israel today. It's, it's actually bigger than modern day Israel. The borders are, but Jerusalem is included in it. And God swore uh, a covenant that he initiated 
an eternal covenant, which means it cannot be broken. He's like, I will fulfill these promises to you. And through you, I could, God, it, it's not just Israel in his heart. All the nations are in his heart. He, he's the, he created them all. He loves all the people groups. And he's like, but I have a process. I'm going to reveal myself and my ways to the nations of the earth by letting them watch how I make covenant and interact with you. Yes. And then through Israel, of course, the Messiah comes. He makes a covenant with David um, that the Messiah who will rule the nations uh, forever, for it's, it's an eternal covenant, will be one of your descendants. That's the significance of Jesus being the son of David. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I think of it like this. It's like, so why should Gentiles, um, because this is a legitimate question, what, you know, we care about Great Commission. We want all the people groups to be saved. Why should we care so much about Israel? And I illustrate it like this. If I were to, um, if I were to walk up to, to you, Daniel, and say, I'm a super wealthy billionaire, and just say, man, I really like you. I just want to bless you. I'm committing. I'm making a covenant with you. I'm going to give you uh, $5 billion a year for the rest of your life. And you would be, man. Thank you for Come your on. promises. I take you at your word. But then I go up to the, uh, you know, to the person next to you and I say, I just really, really love you too. And I want you guys to love one another. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to fulfill my promise to Daniel. This person, I'm going to give you $10 billion a year for the rest of your life. And then I want you to take 5 billion of that and give it to Daniel. So through me fulfilling my promise to them, my promise to you will be fulfilled as well. Yeah. And I'd say as Gentiles, that's how I look at it. It's like, man, I care about Israel, that God completing all his promises to them because it's through that means that yes. he's going to fulfill his promises in every other people, group, and nation of the earth. Yeah. I mean, he says it, Paul says in Romans, um, I think it's in Romans 9, um, but he says that how much more, you know, if, if through Israel's falling, Yes. Gentiles were brought in through Jesus into the family of God. How much more blessing will abound when they embrace who they are and they fulfill their call as his people? How much more will we as Gentiles be blessed when Israel is exalting Jesus as their Messiah and King? Yes. Um, so I think tying it into what we're looking at, I would encourage those who are listening, first of all, that, that, we need to really dig in and understand the totality of this storyline yes. that God is writing, beginning in the garden, culminating when the father comes down and, and is with man forever on the earth. But in the middle of that, the significance of Israel, the significance of the nations as well. I, I know a lot of people say there's so many people in America that don't know the gospel. Why are you going to other countries? And to me, it's like, because Jesus is worthy of an inheritance there. It's not that I love the people in Kansas City that don't know Jesus, that, that I love them less, but there's a witness here that part of it's even if I stay, others are maybe not going to rise up as much as, as they're supposed to. But, but primarily, it's because I recognize in his, in his worthiness and in his wisdom and in his goodness, he wants people from every tribe part of that family there's something missing until there's people from bhutan or from yemen or from kyrgyzstan or you know wherever it might be until there's people from every tribe every ethnos that's worshiping him and so that's a key part of the story but then i think even as we're 
talking to those people, as we're sharing with those people, as we're making disciples, that we're bringing them in and helping many of them who probably, you know, in some tribal areas, they don't even know Israel is a country. They have no clue. Right. But we're helping them understand this is the heritage because we don't become Christians and we don't make disciples in isolation from this global eternal story. Yeah. You know, we're bringing people into a family that they're becoming one with and will be one with forever. And so we carry the family stories and the family inheritance with us when we go. I love that. And yeah, it's, it, and there's something about identity for these new disciples. Uh, when we show them, this is the, this is your place in the story. Yeah. Uh, this is where you're at. This is where God's taking this thing next. And this is the role and the purpose and the calling he has for you in this great story. And because uh, it is one story from Genesis yeah. to Revelation, God's building one plan and he loves all the nations. And even like you said, in Romans, it's actually God's, and we talked about his God ordained process for the salvation of the nations. Uh, he's actually going to use the believers in Messiah, Jesus from Gentile nations to actually provoke Israel to right. jealousy and cause them to, uh, to turn to the Lord and be saved as well. So it's just like in the end, he's going to have Jew and Gentile, one new man is what Ephesians says. But there's just going to be a, this honor, this recognition of God's sovereign plan, and, um, and this love for one another. You know, yeah. the Gentiles knowing, man, we could never have come to know Messiah had you not stewarded the scriptures and stewarded yeah. the prophetic scriptures in the Old Testament. And he came through you and all 12 of the original apostles were Jewish people who went to Gentile nations right. at, the, at the expense of their life to yeah. bring the good news to us. So there's this sense of gratitude and indebtedness to them. But then even the Jews would be like, man, we were blind or our hearts were hardened. And it was through your prayers for us, Gentile church. It was through your uh, love for us that we, that our eyes were open and we were provoked to jealousy and came to know Messiah. And so we all enter the kingdom the same way through the door, through Jesus, right. the Messiah, but God uses both. And um, so we end up this international family of affection is what yes. it is. Yes. We, we are family. We're sons and daughters. We're brothers and sisters. We're the okay. one father loving one another. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful story. It's such a, yeah. he's a genius. God is so smart. I know. <laughs> and especially as you dig in, and this is Jeff, for those listening, I know that you have a lot of teachings on this as well that are available. Um, but as you dig in and understand where this story is heading with you know, the raising up of the Antichrist and the Confederation and essentially another Holocaust uh, of the Jewish people. But, but then you begin to recognize that there's, there's prophetic promises throughout the Old Testament and New that Gentile believers are going to offer their lives in support of these persecuted Jewish people and when I think about that, and then I think of how it's going to be believers from Iran and believers from Jordan and believers from Turkey and these nations that want to destroy Israel, yeah. like how deeply provoking to a Jewish 20-year-old man when a 20-year-old former Muslim Arab 
Iranian says, I want to stand with you and protect you. Come with me, like who's offering provision, who's sacrificing for them. Like these, these ones who in the natural should be enemies of Israel are saying because of Jesus, I am with you. I'm one with you. When you rejoice, I rejoice. When you mourn, I mourn. I'm for you. Like that testimony of what the love of Jesus can do in bringing us into family and into brotherhood is going to be so provoking to, to Jews in that day. It's like, Oh God, you are so good in how you're not going to allow one to have it without the other, but they're coming into it in fullness together. Yes, I agree. And, And this is like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. This is a totally different vein than I had anticipated for this conversation, yeah. but I think it's the Holy spirit, honestly. Yeah. And I already have in my mind, I've already been planning like uh, January, February, you know, just doing a number of podcasts talking about uh, the, what the, the grand biblical story and God's plan to rule the nations, the return of the Lord, uh, significance of Israel, all that stuff. But it all, it's all to me, it's all just different facets of one big subject. Um, yeah the great commission, you know, the salvation of Israel, Jesus returning. It's all the same story. It's just different elements. And to me, understanding that actually, I I am a great commission guy. I am passionate for the great commission. That's why we're doing this entire uh, recording. And I even do this podcast. Um, I love this, but to me, understanding God's plan for the nations um, actually just strengthens my passion. Yes. For the Great Commission. And so, yeah, we need to be praying for the salvation of Israel. Um, and we need to be praying for the salvation of all the people groups and the yeah. nations on the earth yeah, as well. Sure. So, Thank you for listening to this episode of our Five State Revival podcast. Listen, I would love to hear from you. If you are just listening to these Great Commission podcasts and your heart is burning with desire, just I want to lead people to Jesus and, and I want to just grow in, in making disciples of Jesus and and, and you're, you're wishing that, man, I wish I had somebody that could help me and train me and just help me grow in this area. I, please let me know. I, you know. I'd be very interested in helping you in any way that I can. Please contact me. If you have a testimony of of, uh, something awesome that God has done in your life just through listening to this podcast, I'd love to hear it. Or if you have a question about something related to something we talked about, I would love to hear your question. So you can contact me by emailing me at fivestaterevival at gmail.com. That's the number five, staterevival at gmail.com. Or you can go to the, uh, the, the webpage for this podcast episode, and you can actually leave me a, a, a voice uh, message um, right there on uh, the webpage. So anyway, I love to hear from you. And until our next episode, God bless you.